Hello my friends, this is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 71. This is a special show with another guest who was born in Cuba. The lady you are about to hear is very special for me and my family. Together with her husband, Pastor David, they are leading Messianic congregation in Orlando, Florida. I will introduce her shortly after the following brief segment of virtual housekeeping and community organizing. Please visit my website at socialismsurvival.com where you will find all previously recorded podcasts, my all social connections like Facebook, Twitter, Google Friends Connect and a lot of other helpful information and things like my blog, links to my presence on iTunes and Microsoft Zoom, list of books I recommend with direct links to buy them on Amazon. Recently I also decided to try as an affiliate of walmart.com. If you click their banner and start your Walmart shopping from there on my website, it will also help me in what I'm doing here for you. If you would like to contact me with questions, comments or suggestions, please write to podcast at socialismsurvival.com or simply send me a message on Facebook. If you would like to be my friend on Facebook, please, this is important, don't forget to indicate, to write, to type in your request that you are my podcast listener. I am near the limit of friends set by Facebook administration and remaining allowance I keep only for my actual friends and listeners. And the last but not least, please participate in spreading the knowledge you hear on this show. Link to my site from your sites and blogs. Introduce your family, friends, colleagues, and even strangers to Socialism Survival Podcast. This is Alex and I'm back to the show visiting Orlando, Florida where I have a special interview with my special guest Natalie Pauli. Who is Natalie Pauli? She is a director and co-founder of Nunca Olvida Foundation that also has a branch in Panama. What is Nunca Olvida? Nunca Olvida means never forget and never forget in relation to the Holocaust 
that Hitler did exterminating six millions of Jews. Miss Natalie, I am very pleased to invite you to Socialism Survival Show. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. It's an honor for me to be here with you and talk to you and tell you what we're doing. Natalie, I know that recently you came back from Israel. Yes. Where you uh, stayed for uh, over 10 days. Uh, yes. You had 10 days, 80 hours of yes. uh, special seminar at Yad Vashem seminar on Holocaust. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yes, it was very intense. Uh, it's 10 days, 80 hours that we spend learning about the Holocaust. The Holocaust is something so deep and there is such a dilemma to teach the Holocaust so that you don't hurt people's feelings. You know, there, there are things in the Holocaust you need to be careful how to teach it. So we go in there and we learn what has happened for so many centuries where the Jewish people have been accused of so many things that they haven't done. They have uh, abused them in, in such way that uh, the nations like Europe, most of it all this here happened in Europe, uh, right from even from the beginning of the birth of the Christianity, uh, it kind of went against the Jews. And there were many of the fathers of the church that said things against the Jews. So it kind of uh, prepared the hearts of Europe, of the people in Europe. Uh, and when Hitler comes and uh, tries, tries to exterminate the Jews, well, we already have, uh, a, I would say, a foundation for the Holocaust to take place. Uh, you know, they say that uh, when you say a lie too many times, it becomes a truth. Well, this is really what's happened with the Jews. They have said so many things for so many centuries. We can talk about the inquisitions. We can talk about the pogroms. We can talk um, about the pogroms in Russia. They had persecutions yes. in Russia. Yes. We can talk about uh, extermination of whole villages. You know, so, so many things in the name of religion. And this has happened ever since the beginning, almost the beginning of the Christian nation. So we teach. So all these things are changed. So people can understand who really the Jewish people are. You know, I heard one of my teachers, and it was so good, because we do something that's called the Passover. Well, the Passover, in there we celebrate the death of Jesus. All right? And... He said something so interesting. This teacher in Yad Vashem, in the seminary, he said, I don't understand the Christian church. He says, because without Jews, there is no Passover. Yes. Isn't that yes. true? So this is what we do. We go out, we teach. We teach in the United States. We teach in Panama. Uh, I taught him in Puerto Rico. Uh, we've taught in the Philippines. Wow. So we, yeah, so we have really uh, gone around. Uh, and bringing forth uh, really who the Jews are and what they have done to them throughout centuries. You see, when you look at the Holocaust, uh, we can say that the worst that they've ever had was that time during Hitler. But if we go back in time, could you imagine whole villages being destroyed just because the Crusaders wanted to go and take the Holy Land? And as they walk 
through all the land, they kill whole villages full of Jews. So it's a really, uh, it's a very interesting story, but it's very sad. Yeah, and I remember, um, I heard that uh, when Crusaders came in Jerusalem, they gathered uh, Jews in a synagogue yes. and they burned them and all And they alive. burned them alive. So you see, no one has the right to take anybody's life. No one has the right to impose either in person or nation or people an ideology and that's what's been happening. So religion wants to impose itself. You know, what's religion? What is really religion? Does it take you to God? If you don't want to, it won't take you there. <laughs> so therefore, religion is within. It's really in your heart. If you want to find God, you look in your heart for him. And you may find them because he said so in the scriptures. But trying to impose that religion, all Europe had to be Christian. See? Uh, another thing that, that happened during that time, if you remember 1492, remember 1492? What happened in 1492? There were false. Because why? Because the whole area had to be Christian. All Spain had to be Christian. So therefore, they couldn't have another religion there. And the funniest thing is, is that Christianity was born out of Judaism. Yeah. So if you look at it, the Passover, uh, the first fruits, that's Yeshua or Jesus, mm -hmm. okay? Then you have Pentecost. Where does it come from? It comes from the Old Testament, Leviticus 23. So if you really look at, at the whole picture, it's been horrible what's, what's happening. Well, uh, we shouldn't forget that uh, when Yeshua or Jesus, he was uh, walking on the earth, he didn't quote a uh, New Testament because it wasn't written yet. Uh, he quoted everything from the Jewish Bible. Right. That's exactly right. That's what he said that was written of him in the Tanakh. And in the Old Testament, they call Old Testament and in the Psalms. You know, so if he comes in, and besides Yeshua, Jesus said something really interesting. He said, I did not come to abolish Torah or the law. Yeah. I came to fulfill. Yeah, okay, so, so what's happened, you have now an entity, uh, a Christian entity, that does not know the Old Testament, okay? Uh, and if we look at the story, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So we're trying to change that. We're trying to go to churches and places where we can teach and show people really what is happening and where our roots are. Our roots, Christian roots, they are what? They are Judaic, Christian Judaic. That's where we come from. And that's what we are supposed to be looking at and studying and going through the Passover, the first fruits, uh, the um, uh, Shavuot, which is uh, Pentecost, and like that, be able to learn all that. Do you agree that uh, sometimes the problem lies uh, even in the younger years when people are not uh, willing to grow and not willing to grow spiritually, and from that, uh, are born uh, tyrannies and uh, right. religious tyrannies yes. like that. For example, I can take myself uh, uh, as an example. I was a young uh, mm -hmm. uh, Christian, you know, and um, um, I, I was uh, believing in God. Uh, I didn't have this respect to uh, Jewish Bible or mm -hmm. Old Testament, but 
Um, for example, I thought uh, that uh, Martin Luther was a hero. Oh yes. Uh, and uh, but uh, I I was open-minded and willing to learn and willing to change uh, anything that I believe in if I find that there are some uh, other things involved. So when I I learned about uh, Martin Luther uh, and uh, what he wrote uh, about uh, and against the Jews that inspired actually Hitler yes. in his actions. That's right. I right. Uh, he's not my my hero mm, anymore. Anymore. I know. Yeah, he did some good things, uh, yes. but uh, the inspiration right. to kill. Six millions of Jews, uh, that's too much for That's me. exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, also, you, we have to uh, realize that there was no internet, you know, years back, you know, the times of the Crusaders and the times of uh, the Inquisition. There was no internet, no radio. Today, we have anything that we want, anything that we need to learn from, now we have. We have in books. We have it on the radio, we have it on the internet, and we are able to go in and learn. And this is the reason why we go out and teach, because it needs to be brought out. It needs to be broadcast. And that's what we're doing today. We're broadcasting a situation that happened for so many centuries, which gave way to the Holocaust. And Natalie, I see the tendency in the world now as less and less Holocaust survivors yes. are left on this earth because they're yes. getting old. Yes. Some of them uh, 90, approaching all, almost 100 years yes. old. Right. It's the, just a miracle that yes. they're still alive. Right. But uh, soon and very soon right. there will be no, no more. one left on this earth. Yes. And we see, see the tendency yeah. uh, that uh, is coming from socialist countries and from mm -hmm. Iran, countries like that. Mm -hmm. uh, who are openly declared that there was no Holocaust. Yes, it's no, that's right. It's, it sounds that's right. crazy for us, right. normal-minded people, <laughs> but that's what they do. That's right. And they infiltrate young minds, the minds of right. young generation, right. uh, who start believing them. So that's another reason that we have to teach and right. we have to expose right. that. Right. And uh, we have to plant good seeds in the young souls, exactly. young minds. Exactly right, you have it. That's the reason for Yad Vashem. Yad Vashem is, el is the center of the Holocaust studies. And they come from all, they go from all over the world. I mean, they have it in English, in German, in all the languages, and they have these seminars. Uh, we had 32 people, you know, during this seminar from Latin American countries. And it was all done in Spanish. Wonderful, wonderful. The teachers were excellent. That's the reason for this. Uh, here, close to us in, in Orlando, we have mainland. And in mainland, we have a little center. And in that little center, which I have also taken the studies there, uh, they teach also. Uh, they, I also went to Houston, Texas. They have a real good uh, whole of, Not only they have the teaching sessions, they also have a memorial. Yeah. You know, and you can go and you can see the pictures. Do you know who took the pictures of the Holocaust? Cool. The Germans themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anybody else. I mean, the Jews didn't have any camera. They, they took the pictures so that they could show the world in the future the wonderful thing they had done in 
destroying the soup, the, I mean, the, the superhuman race, as they call it. And they themselves took the pictures. It is the most incredible. And if you go to Yad Vashem, you see pictures almost as tall as you are. And you are almost, what, six feet tall? Yeah, five Maybe five something? Well, some of them are as big as you are. Because, of course, they have made them large. But you can see the pictures all the way. And it's a huge center. And in there, you learn. You learn what has happened. You learn the ideology that um, uh, Hitler had. And why did he did it? What was the... And, it, you know, if you look at what he really thought, he thought that he was going to have a thousand-year millennium. Now, that comes from the scriptures. That's what he thought. He said it. He said, I'm going to have a thousand, maybe two. Did he intend to live for a thousand years? I think so. <laughs> I have the feeling that he even believed that. <laughs> but he said that. He said, oh, a thousand years, and uh, the, the race is going to be the Aryan race. And that's the, it's got to be blonde with blue eyes, um, skin, fair skin. And anything else that was a Jew, anything else that was a uh, gypsy, any, any, anyone else that was abnormal or uh, um, homosexuals, they couldn't get into the kingdom. Their kingdom had to be a perfect kingdom. So you see, uh, he didn't have the right to do that. People have rights, whether you're white or black or Chinese or whatever you want to call yourself or whoever you are, whatever you are, you have the right to live. Because you see, God gave you life, yes. and no one is supposed to take it away from you. So the objective sir, that we have is to promote the education. That's number one, the remembrance. Now you were talking about the uh, survivors. I met a survivor there, Alex, that it was incredible. This, uh, this little old man, um, Greece, Salonica, Salonica, Salonica. And uh, they were there for centuries. They were Jews from Salonica, and they were there for centuries. Their family all lived there. They had their businesses. They do, did a lot of fishing, of course, you know, Greece. Uh, and, and they were very productive where they were. Uh, when the Nazis start coming into Salonica, they lied to them. Uh, number one, they start taking all their business away, you know, and they start uh, taking whatever they had, their bank accounts, and they start all the money taken away from them. So uh, what do they say? Oh, well, you cannot do any more business here, but we're going to take you to Poland. And in Poland, you're going to be able to do what you're doing here. Well, the family believed that. So happily, they went with the Nazis to Poland. Taking well, all the possessions, money. Everything. Yes, they took everything away from them. So all they took with them was a little suitcase, and they went to Poland. And he went through the Holocaust. He went to Auschwitz, and all his family died there. I mean, you know. So what do we do? No more survivors. This man is 90 years old. I took pictures of his arm. In his army, he has the number that they you know, they gave him being in Auschwitz. Yeah. So sweet disposition, sweet soul, he's not bitter. Yeah. You know, you think, you know, a man like this, but how many of them are they today? Very few. So what do we do? We teach. So those are, are behind them. 
are trying to catch the torch and go with the torch to teach, especially schools. Schools. Now, I believe that in the United States, there is a law where they must teach the Holocaust here. And they also, the, the law says that they must be taken to the museums. So they teach them the Holocaust and they take them to the museum. But you have other countries, like where I go in Panama, nothing. People don't even know what really happened in the Holocaust. They don't even know what the word Holocaust means. I remember one time I went to, a, uh, to buy some things that I needed at the store, and uh, it was uh, wood. I was going to make a frame for some of the pictures that I took of the Holocaust yes. there. So this young man, he asked me, he says, well, what do you want so many of them for? And I said, well, I'm going to make frames for uh, the Holocaust picture. He looked at me, he says, what is that? <laughs> and yeah. I looked at him, I said, you do not know what the Holocaust is? He said, no. And can, can you imagine people who don't know what it is, and then they hear uh, right. something against it right. uh, from other sources that right. they may trust? Right. Okay, so you have people saying, negating the Holocaust. The Holocaust doesn't exist. Well, how about the pictures? What do you do with the pictures? What do you do with all the things yeah. that they have in all the museums of the world? Yeah. Not true. So, the objective is promote education. Make conscience, you know, of children, people. Activate, and this is important, the intellectual curiosity. I hope mm -hmm. that someone that's listening to me right now I activate their curiosity and say, okay, let me study a little bit, little bit more about this. And then we have generate, and this is so important, conduct and values. We must have democratic values. We mo must have ethnic values. We must have moral values. We must have humane values. We must, because if not, the world is going to become can we say what? It's going to be terrible. People against people, nation against nation. And if we look at the, the world today, uh, Alex, what's happening in, in Egypt? Yeah. Well, we see many uh, uh, new tyrannies. Uh, well, some of them old like Chinese, uh, but some of them new, uh, well, Chinese and Cuban. Uh, some of them new, like uh, more new like in Venezuela, right. but other countries, uh, uh, even in Europe, they have a uh, bad tendency, uh, like um, uh, in, even in England, uh, Muslims right. just taking over the England, Muslims right. taking over the Holland right. and other countries. Right. So uh, <laughs> the tendency is, uh, is very bad. Yes. Um, I wanted to go a little bit back in your youth, uh, and uh, I know that you uh, was born in uh, Cuba, yes. but you was happily uh, departing Cuba before uh, Castro took <laughs> over it. Uh, yes. And uh, it's interesting that I have a second uh, in a row Cuban-born uh, guest on my show. Uh -huh. First uh, was last show, uh, Eduardo Calcines, uh, who was born before Castro mm. came to power, but who lived for 10 years uh, yeah. in the Castro regime. Mm -hmm. And actually in our conversation with him, he mentioned uh, learning about the uh, Holocaust uh, 
and uh, that the Jews uh, during the Holocaust suffered even more than uh, human people. So uh, I see the interest uh, among Spanish-speaking uh, mm -hmm. uh, people yes. uh, in uh, Holocaust, and it's uh, it's very good. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me uh, a little bit uh, about your life over there and when you left Cuba and what you learned mm -hmm. uh, after that, what happened uh, uh, with the coming of Castro regime and did you probably uh, have some family left uh, over there, some people, mm -hmm. your friends? No, um, I, uh, I remember the good Cuba. <laughs> I remember my school. I was raised by nuns, mm -hmm. a wonderful school. Uh, I remember my home. Uh, I remember all the good things that were there. Uh, Cuba uh, is, is only 90 miles away from the United States. Yeah. So you have, a, you have a place where the United States, all the Americans used to go there and have a good time in Cuba. You know, it was, the, it was an island where uh, if you wanted the best perfumes, they were there. If you wanted the, the best um, uh, hair how do you call, coverings, they were there. They all come from Spain. So Smokers had the best cigars. <laughs> the best cigars, uh, the best rum. Uh, my grandfather had a, a uh, sugar meat plantation uh, in the center of Cuba. There is lo que se llama Trinidad. Trinidad is one of the provinces of Cuba. And my uh, grandfather, or great grandfather, I think it was great grandfather, grandpa, grandpa had it also. Uh, had a, a sugar meal plantation. They uh, left it to somebody else, and then they moved into the city. And I don't remember having any need. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to go to the best beaches and, uh, you know. Why they decided to, to, to leave uh, the Cuba? This is very interesting. It really is. Uh, of course, the youth in Cuba, uh, there were a lot of revolts, little revolts, you know, in mm -hmm. situations with the youth. The youth was against uh, Batista. So I, I remember once when I started to go to the university, I remember that they were shooting in the center plaza of the university. I, you know, they were in an uproar because they believed Castro was already uh, sending people in, mm -hmm. you know, to uh, infiltrate, let me put it that way. So um, it just happened that I had an uncle that was a communist. <laughs> and my uncle, oh was sent up to the mountains where Castro was, because mm -hmm. he takes, uh, first of all, he goes up to the mountain and fights from the mountains. And they sent him there to uh, do an interview uh, to Fidel Castro. But because my uncle knew the dialectic of the communist, uh, Castro said whatever he said, but my uncle knew what he was bringing down. So when he came from the interview, he told my mom. He said to my mom, you want any future for her? Take her out of here. Because this is what he said. Yes. And he mentioned every single detail of what he heard or that he understood by the dialectic that Castro had. Yeah, Cuban version of uh, Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Cuban Manifesto. But see, he, she was able to know. Yeah. Uh, somebody else, like I could listen to him, and I probably would say, oh, that, that sounds wonderful. But that's not what my uncle heard. So immediately, Mama went to the American embassy, 
and starting putting the papers together and the, the embassy allow us, me especially, to come here as a student. Mm -hmm. And from that, I went back uh, that same year to visit my grandma and uh, the coup d'etat got me there. I was there wow. when Castro took over. <laughs> and there was another problem to get out again. He took us, after that, he took us about two months or more in order to be able to leave the country again. Wow. Uh, so, but we did, and yeah. I have never ever come back to Cuba again. I, but, I've been. Do you, have, do you have some. Uh, uh, I don't have there? anybody there no. now. No, I am. Yeah, I'm 72 now. Yeah. So almost my all my family. Uh, but because I went through what I went through, and I saw what happened to my family, because even though it really didn't happen to me, but it happened to my grandma, uh, it happened to my aunts. You know, my family. They they took everything away from them. Let me tell you a story about my grandma. Uh, my grandma was finally. We got to the American embassy. We got all the papers for them. And she was coming. Uh, they took the apartment away from her, all the furniture away from her, everything. So she had a, a pair of pendants, uh, ear, uh, ear rings. They were beautiful diamond pendants given by, who knows, great-grandma, grandma, you know, from her. So she says, well, maybe if I wear them, put my hair, you know, to the front so that they, maybe they won't be able to see much of my earrings. Maybe I can pass them. Because their hair is from, it's an heirloom from, oh, well, the guy that uh, examined her from head to toe, and she says, uh, if you don't give me those earrings you have there, you cannot go through. So grandma had to take yeah. her earrings off, which really hurt her more because of being from the family, left it there, and then she was able to come. I remember, as it is today, I remember her coming down from that plane with a little bitty suitcase. That's all. Yeah. So from a Cuba that was so wonderful, so full of life, oh, the, the, everything was there, the movies. Uh, uh, I remember they used to take me to the zarzuelas and this and that, I mean, the best of the best. You don't have anything like that now. So. Maybe that's the reason why I teach the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, uh, what happened to uh, your country of uh, birth uh, that you used to call your homeland, mm -hmm. and uh, another tyranny. And uh, with the conversation in the previous interview, we were talking also about uh, the Castro, what he did. Um, exterminated uh, on people, people yes. that lived in his yes. land. Yes. Uh, don't like them, put to the wall and shoot. Yes. And that's what uh, he followed the example of uh, Soviet Union and Hitler. Right, exact same thing. Same thing, Chavez today. Yes. I tell you, at the um, uh, Yad Vashem in Jerusalem, uh, there was a young girl, she's in her 30s, Mm -hmm. uh, very from Venezuela. Yes, and um, she wrote. She wrote to me all the things that Chavez is doing in there. And if you go through, and I have about eight pages written of the things yeah. that he's doing right now, the persecution against the Jews, 
is incredible. Swastikas in, in their uh, synagogues. They invaded the synagogue, one of the synagogues, not mm. long ago. They are uh, stealing their um, youth for ransom. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they're doing. Uh, their money. Okay, they, they have to be very, they're even afraid sometimes to go out in the streets. That's what's happening to the uh, Jews in Venezuela. So the situation there is the same as Castro. Now here's another thing that's interesting. She writes in here that there are Iranians and Cubans in the ministry, ministry of education, ministry of um, uh, public relations. Now they're taking away the old, you know, they used to be the old, and now they're bringing in Iranians. Could you imagine from Iran? Yeah. Not only that, they have made a covenant, Iran, Belarusia. Uh, right, right, that's right. They have made a Cuba to bring forth what Iran, the ideology that Iran has. Now, do you know what ideology that is? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's uh, destruction of Israel and Jews. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing that Hitler had, Iran has. Iran believes that there is a subhuman race. Same thing. Just like Hitler. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. So you see the upheaval all over the world. Well, somehow someone has to teach. So that's the reason why I teach, because I think it's my moral obligation for all that I've, you know, um, how can I say, suffered, you know, when I was young and all the things that they took away from me, never going back home again, you know. So, but it's, uh, it's really incredible what's happening. Um, you were saying something about the Turkish. What, what was it that you told me? Yeah, when we were talking before the interview, I was uh, saying that um, even like uh, in 1993, I traveled to Germany. I thought I probably uh, would buy there a second-hand car, used car. And uh, what I saw at that time, so many years ago, that... Uh, uh, Turkish people, they actually controlled, and uh, I can imagine what's going on now, they controlled uh, the second-hand uh, automobile market in Germany. Wow. Whenever I went to the market, I saw all the Turks sitting wow. in the offices. Wow. So I didn't uh, know that. Turkish, of course, are Muslims, and right. I can see uh, right. the Muslims uh, and... Right. Of course, it's Islam, right. because whenever right. they come, they build right. mosques, it's taking over the Europe. Yes. And it's on fast pace. Yes. How close is Belarusia from uh, Turkey? Well, it, uh, you, you have to cross uh, Russia, piece, ah, okay. piece of Russia, or, or no, Ukraine. You can go to Ukraine mm -hmm. and uh, Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. to, to so it's, it's quite yeah, far. It's, it's not, it's but you're there. Yeah. Could it be that it's because um, during the 1914, uh, uh, 15, 17, uh, it was called the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. And they were there in Belarusia then? Did mm. they take Belarusia at the no. time? No, no. No, uh, no. Belarusia was uh, somewhere between. 
uh, Russia and the Ukraine, uh, but it, it was taken over, you know, uh, communists uh, during the revolution that mm -hmm. uh, Lenin uh, did uh, in oh, Russia and the uh, creation of Soviet Union. Mm. And of course, uh, Lenin, uh, some socialists and communists uh, today, they uh, want to put out his image that he was good. Stalin was bad, but Lenin was good, like good <laughs> grandpa, like we used to learn in the school and Soviet Union that he was just nice, no, good, no, he's good, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, nice, good grandpa. Uh, but uh, in this time, time of uh, information, mm -hmm. uh, we are able to find out what uh, and who he really was. Right. He wasn't good grandpa. He was right. evil man who started. Uh, a terror, mm. terror, as uh, mm. in the name of uh, communism, in mm. the name of ideology. Right. So, it is the right, big right. evil thing uh, right. that started there, and uh, Soviet people they actually survived uh, holocausts. Uh, the they Soviets did. Mm -hmm. uh, did. Uh, like in, mostly in the Ukraine, but also in other parts of Soviet Union in 1930s, mm -hmm. there was a famine. Mm -hmm. The men made famine mm -hmm. when they took all wheat that was left for seeds. Ah, wow, for famine. Sowing, there was a famine there. And mm -hmm. confiscated. Wow. And many people died in the Ukrainian cities. Of hunger. Uh, dead people laid mm -hmm. in the piles mm -hmm. on the streets. Mm -hmm. Just in piles, just wow. died like... Uh, 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 wow. that that's what they made and even um, after second world war mm -hmm. there was a famine maybe mm -hmm. on less scale mm -hmm. but uh, partially it was because of the war but right. another part is because right. again uh, Soviet government mm -hmm. confiscated uh, a lot of uh, food mm -hmm. from Soviet people in order to send it by the trains into mm. Germany, mm. to uh, because they had uh, right. split Germany right. into parts. One part was controlled by right. Western countries like right. America, England. Right, right. And the other part was controlled by uh, Soviet Union. Yeah, right. So they right. wanted to uh, have more influence uh, on Eastern Germany, mm -hmm. so they were sending their. Uh, taken from, from our people. Yeah. I believe that the fall of Hitler was uh, the fact that he could not go into Russia and, and conquer. Yeah. That was the fall, really, of, of Hitler. So yeah. uh, when he went in, I think the cold weather and the, you know, the, it's called the steeps, something like that in Russia, he couldn't go through. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> the empire would continue growing all the way up, you know, all the way up. Yeah, so. although, uh, Nazi, what means Nazi? It's a yeah. national, national, socialism. national socialism. So just another version of socialism. So mm -hmm. they wanted to uh, conquer Soviet socialism in right. order to impose on the world their right. version right. of uh, right. national socialism. Right. But you know that national socialism also has within the idea of a race, yes. a yes. super race. Yeah. That's what they yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. So they, it's a, it's a, yeah. And they also have um, something about expanding 
they were like for instance they were in Germany, but they needed to take more land in order for the kingdom was what they said to grow. They have a, they have a name for that I don't exactly recall, but they have a name for expanding, uh, and that's why they went to war. Another point in National Socialism uh, is that you need to destroy, here's another key to it, you need to destroy in order to build, and that's why the war. Uh, I did a, um, a um, PowerPoint uh, that is called the Hitler Youth, and uh, it's really interesting to see what the people that work with Hitler did with the youth. They trained the youth to war. That's what they trained him for. Yeah. He said that uh, the, the youth does, does not really need to learn a lot of math or, uh, you know, what they teach in school today. No. What they need to have is bodies ready, uh, fit, in order to uh, go to war. Making killing machines. Yes, like a killing machine. That's exactly yeah. what he did. That's exactly what he did. And the world yeah. is in, uh, in yes. danger of, of that right now. Yes. And I wanted to uh, yes. ask you, what, uh, what are your uh, current or future, um, near future uh, plans, what, what you are working now on? Uh, okay. I, I know there is um, just recently created a, a website Yes. For Nunca Ovidal. Yes. Uh, and it uh, uh, spells N U N C A O L V I D A R dot right. com. Dot com. So Nunca Ovidal. I uh, right. recommend, uh, especially my Spanish speaking, because it's, it's in right. Spanish, right. Uh, sp Spanish speaking um, uh, listeners uh, mm -hmm. to go there and explore that. And uh, uh, I think there is a, an option for people to donate to foundation yes, to help. Too. Yes, so right. it's if, a paper. Yes, anyone, yes. anyone who yes. has interested in what you heard today, yes, you can go and uh, uh, donate and uh, be involved with the right. mission of right. uh, teaching uh, right. uh, today's uh, people, and of course, uh, not only Spanish speaking, right. as you mentioned, uh, going to other countries right. and. Teaching here, of course, in yes. English, and uh, uh, teaching in in, in Philippines yes. and other countries, yes. and I believe we will uh, spread it out. Yes. So you will be more involved yes. in, in traveling yes. and, uh, and mm -hmm. inspired you uh, being like seventy some. <laughs> I, I see you very active. <laughs> I, see, I see you very active and full of energy. Yes, and, I am. Uh, and it is, inspires me, and that's what inspired that's right. me to uh, come here to your office and mm -hmm. uh, make this interview. So can you share a little bit more uh, of uh, plans, what you are playing okay. in your future? Yes, uh, this Thursday I'm flying to Panama, and I'm going to have from the 7th to the 11th, I'm going to have a seminar there about the Holocaust and teach values again you know same thing i said at the beginning you know moral values you know what what that actually is going to be for the teachers so that the teachers can teach the children mm -hmm. using the holocaust using what has happened to this group of people and bringing it in to today so everything is done in powerpoint uh for instance i begin with the um uh first world war because everything really happened from 
the First World War, and I go into who Hitler is and um, what happened, the anti-Semitism, uh, what can we expect today also. Uh, so there's a lot of things. Uh, it's a whole week of teaching to that. Then I come back and um, uh, I, I'm also, I have, we have been invited, my husband and I, we've been invited to the Philippines. So in April, we go back in, to the Philippines again. We went last year and we're coming back this year again. Um, let's see, so far that I remember, I have those uh, two things and uh, I'm gonna do a seminar right here in Orlando. And we have been thinking about uh, putting it out to people. In other words, in, instead of just doing it for our congregation, because we have a congregation here, instead of just doing it here, also do a seminar where we can invite um, everyone in the community all around us so that they, they can come and learn, you know, and maybe give them a certificate, you know, that uh, they have come and, and taken, because I have already been accredited, yes. you know, by a few. As a teacher. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's a good thing to do, and maybe other people would like to learn and do what I do. Mm -hmm. I, you never know. We are. We have one yes. student sitting right here. Right here, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm more than happy to give you everything I got. If so. uh, uh, some uh, of my listeners, some people uh, are interested, uh, which way they would be able to contact you? Maybe okay. email or, or other means how they can contact you to find out uh, more what you are doing and maybe even uh, inviting you somewhere to teach uh, whatever you know will be uh, after hearing sure. this uh, can you give uh, yes. some contact sure um, you can a few few ways uh, you can do um, the web yeah. there is a way there you can contact us mm -hmm. okay uh, I believe you also have the phone number there and but I'm gonna give it to you anyway uh, yeah, yeah, like somebody cannot uh, read Spanish, they cannot read uh, Okay, all right, I'll give you the phone. 321-231-8407. Okay. That's my cell. You can always uh, call me there. Uh, then I also have another, um, if, uh, so you can write email, email address, and you can do N, public, P like in Peter, A, V like in Victor, L I K, at mm -hmm. CFL, that's Central Florida, CFL, mm -hmm. dot RR, dot com. Okay. So, um, in public, did I say number one? No. In public, one. Okay. Sorry, number one, at CFL, dot RR, dot com. Okay. Or you can cut that at, um, um, let's see. In public at baydisrael.com. That's another one. B-E-I-T-Y, the letter Y, the word Israel.com. And there you can call us and we'd be more than happy to help you. Let us know, let you know, I'm sorry, let you know what we're doing, when are we going to do it, uh, when we have seminars here. And maybe you want to come and learn and be part of what we're doing. Well, that's great, and uh, Natalie, I'm very thankful for you uh, giving me some of your time <laughs> to have this interview, and I uh, wish
wish you blessings and thank you. success uh, thank you. in what you do. And um, my desire is for more people mm -hmm. to be touched mm -hmm. with the message that, that you have right here in America, in Orlando area and other parts of America and mm -hmm. uh, in other countries as well. Thank you very much. Thank you and I wish you the, the best. I wish that windows open up, windows of heaven open up and bring blessings to you and to what you're doing also. Thank you for having me. Back to you, my friends. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you are committed to stand strong in prayer to God and in opposition to the tyranny blend of socialism and Islam in order to save this world from yet another holocaust. I am asking God to bless you in that. Until the next week, when you will hear the voice of common sense, your socialism survival host, Alex.